I'm Maria Titizian and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of November 3. In the news, Armenia's foreign minister says 200 square kilometers of Armenian territory is under Azerbaijani control. Germany's foreign affairs minister is in Armenia for an official visit. And Armenia's National Security Service reveals a terrorist plot. Five people are in custody. Today in Parliament, Foreign Affairs Minister Arad Mirzoyan said that approximately 200 square kilometers of Armenian territory is under Azerbaijani control. He restated the three principles from the meeting in Granada when uh, Aliyev did not uh, take part. This was a meeting between EU, Germany, France, and Armenia. Uh, as the foundations of a long-lasting peace, uh, the first is mutual recognition of each other's territorial integrity. Second, a demarcation process that should take place between Armenia and Azerbaijan. And third, unblocking communication in the region. Mirzoin added that Armenia plans to open diplomatic representations in a number of countries next year, including South Korea and Luxembourg. He noted that Armenia will continue multi-sectoral cooperation with France and the EU, adding that they have launched the visa liberalization dialogue. Mirzoin also stressed the importance of the role of the European Union mission in Armenia in providing stability and security in the region. The foreign affairs minister commented on Armenia's relations with Russia, saying that problem exist in their relationship, but Armenia favors constructive discussions and mutual understanding of these problems. Speaking about cooperation in foreign policy, Mirzoyan said that Armenia will continue to develop its relationship with Russia, adding that an agreement with Turkey on opening the land border for citizens of third countries and diplomatic passport holders could be implemented in the nearest future. During that same discussion, Deputy Foreign Affairs Minister Barut Hovhannisyan stated that both the European Union and other partners continue to make efforts to return the sides, uh, as in Armenia and Azerbaijan, to the negotiation uh, table, acknowledging that the president of Azerbaijan refuses to continue negotiations with Armenia through Western mediation. Today, Germany's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Annalina Baerbock, uh, arrived in Armenia on a working visit. She met with Armenia's Foreign Affairs Minister, Admir Zoyan, and she also visited the Genocide Memorial. As this podcast is being taped, a press conference is being held with both uh, Arat Mirzoyan and the German Foreign Affairs Minister. Yesterday, Armenia's National Security Service reported that they had uncovered a case involving a plot to carry out a terrorist attack on Armenia's territory. The preliminary investigation revealed that a group of people, five of whom are already in custody, had planned a number of terrorist acts, including seizure of government buildings. Investigators said that the terrorist operation was named Northern Falling Leaf. It also planned to create Ukrainian Moldovan telegram channels under the name National Salvation Uprising to attract more members to the group. According to the NSS, the suspects plan to move their families to Georgia before the attack. The investigation is ongoing and measures are being taken to find out the full circumstances of the case. Yesterday, during the government session, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan announced that a new subdivision was created in the National Security Service, which will ensure the security of regional and international communication routes passing through Armenia's territory, including roads, railroads, gas pipelines, cables, power lines, as well as the passage of goods, cargo, vehicles, and people through these communication routes. And this week, uh, Prime Minister Pashinyan reiterated that Armenia plans to sign a peace treaty and establish relations with Azerbaijan while normalizing uh, relations with Turkey, which he noted will not be easy for Armenia. 
He said that if the parties remain faithful to the agreed principles of establishing relations, the signing of the peace treaty and regulating relations will be realistic. The principles upon which this can happen, he said, include Armenia and Azerbaijan recognizing each other's territorial integrity, implementing delimitation on the basis of the Alma-Ata Declaration, and opening of regional communications based on the sovereign jurisdiction of the parties. Today, the 10th summit of the Organization of Turkic States took place in Kazakhstan's capital, Astana. Kazakh president attended the event along with the leaders of Turkey, Azerbaijan, Hungary, Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, and Uzbekistan. The leaders expressed concerns over the situation in the Gaza Strip and urged the opening of humanitarian corridors. During the summit, President of Turkey Recep Tayyip Erdogan stated that it is important that Armenia fulfills its obligations toward Azerbaijan, stressing the importance of the implementation of the transport line connecting Nakhichevan with the western regions of Azerbaijan. Erdogan said that the opening of this transport route will contribute to the well-being of all countries in the region and will connect Turkey with Central Asia. He added, as a result of the, quote, patriotic war, Azerbaijan completely ended the 30-year occupation of Gharapagh. We are very proud of this historic success. Another step towards sustainable peace in the region has been taken, he said. And Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev said that they are implementing the Great Return Program, where the former uh, internally displaced persons uh, have already returned to the cities of Lachin and Fizuli, he said, as well as three villages. Uh, he also went on to say that it is planned to return more than 140,000 people to Gharapagh and eastern Zankezur by the end of 2026. On October 30, Ani Badalian, Armenia's Foreign Affairs Ministry spokesperson, tweeted that the investigative committee has published data on the numbers of killed and wounded, among them civilians and children, as a result of the large-scale military attack by Azerbaijan against Artsakh on September 19. According to the data, more than 200 people were killed, including nine civilians and three children. More than 300 people were wounded, including 80 civilians and 64 people died on the road from Artsakh to Armenia during that mass exodus. The investigative committee also stated that they have footage showing uh, clear signs of torture, including execution, um, shooting from a very close range, and mutilations, including cutting off ears and other body parts. Azerbaijani Foreign Ministry spokesperson Aykhan Hajizadeh was quick to respond to Batalyan's tweet. He said that Armenia's foreign ministry is intentionally misleading the international community. He added that, the, that Azerbaijani troops took all measures to avoid casualties and made sure to create a safe environment for the Armenian as they were leaving Nagorno-Karabakh. On October 30, Armenia's Minister of Internal Affairs, Vahe Ghazaryan, announced that the National Security Service and the police are working together to locate prisoners who were released and left Artsakh during the mass exodus. He added that the NSS is looking for those charged with treason while the police are taking responsibility for finding the others. One individual... Uh, who was uh, charged with murder, was found and arrested in Vanatsor. Weeks ago, Azadutun had reported that 10 detainees accused of various crimes and one convict were released from Artsakh. Six of them are accused of treason and espionage. David Ishanyan, Artsakh's parliament speaker, has contacted his family twice on October 10 and 13. This, according to his son, Armen Ishanyan. Uh, Armen said that the ICRC representatives had visited his father on October 19 and informed him that his father is doing well. 
As a reminder, Ishanyan was arrested by Azerbaijan at the beginning of October, along with other state officials, including three former presidents of Artsakh. Baku has accused them of terrorism and placed them in detention for four months. And just again, as a reminder of who is now in Azerbaijani custody, uh, this includes Artsakh State Minister Rupen Bartanyan, former State Minister, Foreign uh, Affairs Minister David Babayan, Defense uh, Army Deputy Commander David Manugyan, Defense Minister Levo Manatsaganyan, Presidents Bako Sahagyan, Arkady Khugasyan, and Araik Harutyunyan. Yesterday, the Azerbaijani State Security Service confirmed the arrest of a 71-year-old Armenian from Artsakh, Madat Babayan, and released a video of his interrogation. Babayan was from uh, Kedavan. Uh, this is a village in Artsakh's Mardagert region. Uh, he was reported missing after the Azerbaijani attack on September 19. The news of his abduction by the Azerbaijani side had been reported by his relatives in early October, uh, and on October 9, his family received a call from Babayan where he informed them that he is in Baku. The call had been cut short, and he had only managed to convey that he is well. The Azerbaijani side accuses Babayan of participating in the so-called Khojalu massacres. This uh, is the second known abduction of a civilian accused in these massacres and genocide. Earlier on July 29, 68-year-old Artsakh resident Vakif Khachadurian was abducted at the illegally installed checkpoint at the Hakari Bridge. Khachadurian was accused of killing 25 people in the village of Meshali in the early 1990s and causing damage of 5.5 million manats to those living there. Khachadurian's trial uh, is ongoing in a military court in Baku. Another case of arbitrary detention took place on August 1 when Azerbaijani authorities arrested 61-year-old Rashid Beklarian who had accidentally crossed into to Azeri-controlled territory while he was intoxicated. Artsakh's prosecutor's office uh, at the time had said that Beklarian was actually kidnapped by Azerbaijani service members while walking toward Armenia. Beklarian uh, was accused of illegally crossing the border and is still being kept in Baku, where on October 16, uh, the ICRC paid a visit to him. Following a visit by the EU Special Representative on Migration and Refugees, Leila Kayachik, uh, in October, the Council of Europe is now preparing a comprehensive response package to assist Armenia with the influx of the population of Artsakh. Support will include strengthening the protection of human rights of the refugees, facilitating access to healthcare, education, and enhancing the resilience of local authorities. On October 30, Armenia's Defense Minister Suren Babikyan, while on a working visit to China, attended the opening and plenary session of the 10th Beijing Shaosheng Forum. While there, Babikyan met with Colonel General He Waidong. He is the deputy chair of China's Central Military Commission. The sides discussed issues related to uh, potential cooperation in defense and other areas. On November 1, the Lemkin Institute for Genocide Prevention issued a red flag alert for Azerbaijan. In Armenia, due to, as the statement read, the alarming potential for an invasion of Armenia by Azerbaijan in the coming days and weeks, the statement also noted, considering recent political developments in the region, including the Azerbaijani invasion of Artsakh on September 19, 2023, and the ensuing seizure of the territory and well-established genocidal Armenophobia endemic in Turkey and Azerbaijan, an Azerbaijani invasion runs a dangerously high risk of devolving into genocide. The statement urged the West 
to help Armenia strengthen its sovereign borders and its diplomatic position in the region by insisting on Armenian control of any corridor running through its territory. As to comment on the statement, the U.S. Uh, Department of State responded, The U.S. resolutely supports Armenia's sovereignty and territorial integrity. We've stressed that any violation of the sovereignty and territorial integrity would lead to serious consequences. We regularly stress our expectations, such as the call against the use of force, and we continuously follow the situation. In response to the statements by the U.S., the spokesperson of Azerbaijan's foreign ministry stated that any unfriendly action against Azerbaijan will be given an adequate response. He added that the USA led Armenia in the wrong direction, supported the existence of an illegal regime on the territories of Azerbaijan, created opportunities for separatists to visit the U.S. to protect their illegal activities and allocated financial resources to them. If the U.S. would have treated Azerbaijan differently, as well as threats to international peace and security, the issue would have been resolved peacefully. Therefore, the U.S. is also responsible for its inaction to resolve the past conflict peacefully. This was by the spokesperson for the Azerbaijan's foreign ministry. He also emphasized the importance of ending the policy of supporting Armenia as an aggressor in the region, which is the main obstacle to ensuring peace and stability. On November 1, the EU mission in Armenia opened its headquarters in Yereknatsur. EU MA head of mission Marcus Ritter and head of delegation of the European Union to Armenia, Ambassador Vasilis Maragos, were present at the ceremony. In his remarks, Ritter noted that he can proudly say that uh, EU MA has reached its full operational capacity, adding that last week the mission conducted its 1,000th patrol on the border. He also mentioned that their presence on the border contributes to easing tensions and increasing the sense of security among the local population. Later during the event, in response to questions by journalists, he also stated that the situation on the borders is quite calm at the moment. The Armenian government will allocate 20.2 billion Armenian dirhams in 2024 for the double extension project of the Mezamor nuclear power plant's lifespan. This was announced by the Minister of Territorial Administration and Infrastructure, Ganel Sanosian, on Tuesday. According to Sanosian, there are two projects for the nuclear power plant. This will allow to extend the power plant's lifespan until 2036. And on October 31, Ganel Sanosian, the Minister of Territorial Administration and Infrastructure, announced that Armenia has conducted studies on the possibility of building a railroad uh, in the Mehri section that would link Azerbaijan's western regions with Nakhichevan. He announced that they have a preliminary understanding as to what needs to be done to restore the railway, adding that the restoration can only be implemented after political issues are resolved. As a reminder, in 2021, Armenia's prime minister announced that he came to an agreement with the uh, Azerbaijani president to restore the Yeras Hadarak Ordabut Mehri Horadiz railway. However, the plan was not implemented because a week after reaching the agreement, Azerbaijan refused to confirm it in writing. On October 21, Bahan Keropian, Armenia's Minister of Economy, said that the construction of the Yeras steel plant will be moved to a new site. Without specifying the exact location, he said that the decision regarding the plant or the moving of the plant uh, is made by the company that owns uh, that particular plant. As a reminder, construction began six months ago and was supposed to be uh, you know, concluded by the end of this year. However, Azerbaijan falsely accused Armenia violating the provisions of the Convention on Environmental Impact Assessment in a transboundary context and began intermittently shooting at the construction site. Um, a couple of months ago, two Indian workers at the steel plant were wounded, and we had done a story about it at the time. 
On October 28, Armenia's Secretary of the Security Council, Armen Grigorian, met with uh, Ukraine's uh, President's Chief of Staff in Malta. The size discussed the current state of bilateral relations between Armenia and Ukraine. Uh, the Chief of Staff, his name is Andrei Yarmak, expressed uh, gratitude for the participation of Anna Hagopian, Armenian Prime Minister's wife, at the First Ladies and Gentlemen's Summit held in Kiev in early September, and for providing humanitarian aid to Ukrainian school children. He also confirmed Ukraine's commitment to strengthen ties with Armenia, particularly in European integration issues. Grigorian was on an official visit to Malta at the invitation of the Minister of Foreign, European Affairs and Trade of Malta, Ian Borg, and participated in the Ukrainian-backed Malta peace resolution talks. The spokesperson of Russia's foreign ministry, Maria Zakharova, commented on Armenia's participation in the conference in Malta and called it a demonstrative anti-Russian gesture. Zakharova added, it is regrettable that the current leadership of Armenia purposefully and persistently destroys Armenian-Russian relations, which not long ago Armenia itself considered the most important factor for the stability and prosperity in the South Caucasus. Yesterday, in response to Azadutun's question, the Deputy Speaker of Parliament, Hagop Arshagyan, stated that Armenia has offered to sign a bilateral agreement with Russia that would allow them to not implement the decisions of the International Criminal Court uh, when the decisions concern Armenia and Russia. This would entail that Yerevan could potentially ignore the arrest warrant issued by the ICC for Russian President Vladimir Putin. Arshagyan said that they are waiting for Russia's response, adding that Yerevan has already signed a similar agreement with Washington. As a reminder, the Rome Statute was ratified by the Armenian Parliament on October 3. The ratification was criticized and frowned upon by Moscow due to the arrest warrant for Vladimir Putin. And yesterday, the Russian government greenlighted the opening of a consulate general in Gapan, Armenia. This is in the south of the country. The decree was signed by the Russian Prime Minister. Uh, the Russian consulate in Gapan will become the second one in Armenia. The first one is located in Gyumri. The spokesperson of Russia's foreign ministry, Maria Zakharova, insisted that the tripartite declaration signed in 2020 and 2022, which include the signing of a peace agreement between the parties, the unblocking of economic and transport links in the South Caucasus, remains the roadmap for the normalization of relations between Azerbaijan and Armenia. Zakharova said that Russia is ready to organize a tripartite meeting of foreign ministers of uh, Russia, Azerbaijan and Armenia in Moscow in the near future. And this week, during the 2024 state budget discussions, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan said that the government of Armenia expects at least 7% economic growth this year. Central Bank Governor Martin Kalustian said that it is forecast that Armenia will have 5.6% economic growth next year. Armenia's finance minister, Vaiho Vanessian, said that the Armenian government expects 2 trillion uh, over 2 trillion dirhams in tax revenues in 2024. And Minister of Economy Vahan Keropian said that trade relations with Russia are important to Armenia, but the Armenian government is also making efforts to simultaneously diversify its economic relations in other directions. He added that the increased customs inspections targeting Armenian brandy exporters by the Russian Customs Agency has been lifted and that there are no obstacles in Armenia-Russia export process. And this is the kind of week it's been here in Armenia and the region. Thank you for listening. Have a peaceful and safe weekend, and we will be back again next week.